so I'm looking after my uh, children, boy and girl, and there's a knock on the door about eight, nine o'clock at night. And I shouted them to answer the door and they couldn't hear me. So I go down, open the door and four men break into my house. They pinned me against the wall, the knife to my neck and they demanded money. And I lost my kids. They were the most precious things in my life. A few months later, uh, I lost my business, I had a heart attack. And when I was lying on my hospital bed thinking I was gonna die, uh, I wasn't actually frightened of, I was crying, but I wasn't frightened of dying. But I didn't want to die alone. That was the most scariest part. Everything collapsed. Everything collapsed within a matter of six to nine months. Wow. Darius Saudi is the CEO of Be Unique Group, a digital marketing agency in Dubai, New York, London, and Sydney. Be Unique Group has originated from Darius's passion for building brands and aligning high-performing teams, passion, and desire for excellence. He supports entrepreneurs and business owners to learn from his 35 years experience in building successful businesses and motivated teams. His international stage appearance with powerful keynotes has been a greater source of connectivity as millions of entrepreneurs have found his experiences and advice critical to their success. He has helped them align their personal and professional goals strategically to achieve better results and be the best version of themselves. He believes in helping business owners who are striving to make their business a success, enjoys working with companies and individuals who are working towards ambitious ventures and lucrative business investments. Are you thinking about building your wealth? Are you thinking about where to start or not knowing where to start in your wealth creation journey? At Property Wealth Education, we teach people how to get started, how to build an empire, and how to invest passively and actively using property in your wealth creation. Month in, month out, week in, week out, we have curated courses that is available to you, free and paid, and through our upgraded mentorship program, The Wealth Circle. So if you're thinking of building your wealth, we want to invite you to click on the a link below the show notes on this video uh, to book a call with us we'd like to have a chat to help you start to build your wealth build a legacy for yourself and your family so Darius good to have you on the podcast it's an honor to be here hello from Dubai hello from Dubai what time is it right now in Dubai two o'clock in the afternoon two o'clock in the afternoon so it'd be 11 o'clock 11 o'clock morning your time Yes, eleven o'clock morning on our time. Great. So, 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 Darius, I was I was listening to a few podcasts that you've basically been on and reading your articles, and I found out how you faced a major challenge whilst you was once living in the UK. Your home was attacked. How? What, what happened? Yeah, you know, sometimes. Um, first of all, I'm not a victim of any kind. You choose. You choose your path, right? So. Everything honestly happens for a reason. And at the time you think, why me? But then look back, you always realize it was a good thing possibly that it happened. You got lots of growth from it, change happened. So when I tell you my story, it's by no means as a victim. I was a single dad. My ex-wife lived in uh, Dubai and I was in on TV programs. I was on the rich list, Northwest of England's rich list. I had health clubs, beauty salons, marketing companies. And... Um, one night there was a knock on the door i had two children my new partner was in spain with my our little baby and my ex-wife lived in dubai so i'm looking after my uh, children boy and girl and there's a knock on the door about eight nine o'clock at night and i shouted them to answer the door and they couldn't hear me my son was playing on his xbox daughter was listening to on, on her ipad so i go down open the door and four men break into my house and uh, at knife point, they pinned me against the wall, put a knife to my neck, and they demanded money. Later on, I found out that actually somebody I knew sent them to my house. Okay, um, but then being a salesman, I said I don't carry that kind of money. I'll pay them tomorrow. They listed like my children's schools, uh, my work address, everything. So I thought, you know, hey, if I don't pay, or they could always be in danger. So I talked them out of it. They went to come and collect the money the day after, called the police. Within half an hour, they were arrested. 
But that evening, I um, put my children on flights to Dubai, and I lost my kids. You know, they were they were the most precious things in my life, and the safety fears I had for them, I sent them to Dubai to their mum. And then a um, few months later, uh, I lost my business, had a heart attack. Uh, yeah, everything collapsed. Everything collapsed within a matter of six to nine months. This episode of the Wealth and Business Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor and our partner, Adrian Benjamin. Adrian is a wealth protection advisor who helps business owners, property investors to financially protect themselves, their family, and their businesses. Adrian will make sure that if the worst was to happen to you or your family, you will be able to financially survive. To know more how Adrian can help you protect your wealth, your families from the worst when it does happen, follow the link on the show notes and you will have access to his social media, a calendar link to help book a consultation call where he can actually see where you are in your wealth protection. Wow, wow, wow. That would have been very painful. Where, where, where was your mind going through? you know, in that three to six months when everything literally collapsed because of this particular terrifying moment you had. Do you know, Daniel, what's really um, strange is that you go through all sorts of emotions, okay? One of them is despair. The other one was anger, okay? Because nobody should have the right to go break into somebody else's house. And um, what really upset me about England was that I felt there was a lot of prejudice, okay? Um, these people broke into my house at knife point. My children, thank God, didn't see it. If they had, they it would have marked them for life. And they negotiated with the police because they just pleaded guilty. And they got six months house arrest. They didn't even go to jail, Daniel. You know, and, and uh, when they were in, in, at home on the house arrest, they opened websites against me, making all sorts of claims, horrible claims. So... I couldn't even pick my life again because I'll meet you. We agreed to do business. You'll Google me and you find some horrible lies and nasty things said about me and you'll cancel. So it wasn't like I got rid of them. They were just in my life like cancer for a while. And I thought it was just so unjust. Um, I went to my local MP, see how I could actually take this internet stalking, right, uh, out. And he says, oh my God, Darish, thank God you're here because I'm being stalked. Yes, and I realize there's millions of people around the world, their lives are being ruined by anonymous people. And you know, so you go through loss, despair, you know, when is it going to stop, anger. And also the police aren't allowed to tell you, even if they know, who's the one who's putting their stuff against you on the internet. You know, so it was just lots of frustrations. And then you say to God, you're constantly asking the question, when you give me a sign, when you give me a sign. But the fact is the signs are always there. I just chose not to see them, right? And the final final breaking point, the heart attack. And I thought this can't continue anymore. And when I was lying on my hospital bed thinking I was going to die, uh, I wasn't actually frightened of, I was crying, but I wasn't frightened of dying. But I didn't want to die alone. That was the most scariest part. So I just decided that if I was going to live, which I have, uh, I was going to come to Dubai and with my kids and bring my new partner, the baby, to Dubai. And we did that, uh, and, and it all worked out well. Wow, it's, it's, it's really interesting and that how that you've gone from that, you know, a point where in your life you felt like you was going to die. You've just been through this terrifying moment of your life. You're losing everything completely and having to negotiate your, your life with people who wanted to basically, you know, anything could have gone wrong. He had a knife to my neck and he was shouting, let me cut him, let me cut him. Uh, you know, looking back later, I was like, oh my God, he was talking about cutting my neck. You know, it, it, the knife was here, right? And it was, it, once you go through that shock stage, you don't, it, you're not processing anything, you know? All I could think at that time, Daniel, was like my daughter thinking, I can hear her behind the door, don't open the door, don't open the door. That's all I could hear. That's all I could think, don't open the door, don't open the door. So it's just sometimes, you know, like it's animals, you know, they go, they're chased by a lion and he, the adrenaline is pumping. And then when it all finishes, they're sick. Yes. And that's how I felt. There was so much adrenaline going through survival, winning, not being defeated, um, making this life count. And, you know, I was 43. It wasn't like I was a, 
a very young man. I was then middle-aged, yes? I'm 57 now. So at that time, I had three kids. It was, it was tough. It was tough. Really, really tough. It's absolutely, it's absolutely tough when you go through this life transfer, you know, transformational moments of my life because I've been through similar situation way back, you know, myself. I grew up in Nigeria, you know, maybe, uh, you know, for those, a lot of people do know that those that listen to this podcast and I've shared, you know, in other podcasts as well, where I've been interviewed, how I had similar situation where at some point in my life, I relocated back to Nigeria and there was a gunpoint in my neck, sorry, my chest, sorry. My a gun point in my chest, and you know I had to negotiate my life. And you find out how much your your resilient level do you become when you go through these things. Because yes, it's true, what doesn't kill you definitely does make you stronger. But how about people who go through these life transitional moments and never pick up themselves? What would you have to say about people who? been through similar moments like you and i have because we share that experience for example in different countries people that these things do happen to and they never literally pick up themselves again yeah it's it's, it's quite sad um first of all it's, it's not location based it's, i think it's uh, mindset based right so um i lost my father when i was very young so and and so all my life since the age of four i've realized how fragile life is Okay, and um, I've, I've been counting. I count my days, right? So if I'm going to live to be 75, how many days have I got left? So I make every day precious. And I think most people live life like they're going to live forever. You know, there's, there's no urgency. There's no sense of achievement until it's too late. Okay, so all the time I'm thinking, listen, I'm giving this. I've never met somebody from another life from the past or the future so as far as i'm concerned on this planet this is the only life we have so if i'm a miracle and you're a miracle surely we have to make this count because our day will come <clears throat> right so am i going to be defeated by the circumstances or i'm going to learn something to grow because end of the day i'll give you a story about 15 years ago i went to iran because i'm iranian born and uh one of my members of family said, do you want to go to another city to see where your father and grandfather are buried? So when I went there, 30 odd people turned up to shake my hand. And, and I hadn't been to Iran for like 40 years. So I said to my, uh, I think it was to my aunt, I said, why are they here? She said, uh, to pay respect to your grandfather, right? And I thought, wow, his legacy was so strong that they've come to see the grandchild just to shake my hand. Wow. Right? So I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it my purpose that I'm going to leave a great legacy for my children. And with the power of social media, I have two and a half thousand videos, posts, that my great-grandchildren will be able to see. You know, they can re I can be a point of reference. I can help people and leave a legacy. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to make this life count. I know... MF is going to ever stop me from getting there. That's it. I'm, I'm in charge of my own destiny. I'm in control. I'm in power. And I'm not going to allow circumstances to defeat me. Now, yes, I, you and I get approached by hundreds of people all the time who are down and out. But, you know, here's the thing. We come alone. We leave alone. Yeah. We, the power is within us. We just have to find yeah. the strength to take risk. Because... It's, it's how resilient you are with risk, okay? It defies how happy or how successful you can be. Would you agree? I, I, I totally, I totally, totally agree with what you said. I mean, in today's entrepreneurial world, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my 40s as well, so I turned for the three this year. You're a baby. You're young enough to be my son. Did I go? I'm not going to call you, you're young enough to be my son. I'm going to call you son from now on. No, I turned 43, 43. 43? Yeah, not 23, 43. Oh, I think you said 33. Okay, you can still be my son. Yeah. I'm getting old. Theoretically, in Africa, you know, in Africa, any person who's older, who's older than you by a day or even a minute is automatically classified as your older, your bad. Like, give an example. <laughs> my, eldest, my immediate elder brother is 50 now. I call him dad. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Yeah, and also, it's kind of respect. It's respect as well, isn't it? You call dad because they're older. It's more respect. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, son. son. You know, I, I, I... <laughs> yes, dad. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's continue. We were so interesting. I mean, this is the world we live in today, where there's no morals anymore. And there's no morals. People don't go respect their elders. People don't understand. There's a parable in my country, Nigeria, where I'm from. It says, "Whatever an elder sit down looking at, even if you climb the top of a skyscraper, you will never see it." It means that the number of age they've, ex they've existed on this planet, sometimes, especially an experienced one who's who achieved some greater things for themselves in their life, they've experienced all different things and all different angles. So you will never be able to see things from their lenses or so give respect to your elders. Well, in today's world that we live in, a young girl of 10 years old will tell you smarter than a 20 years old man who is achieving something. So one thing that changed my life, by the way, I just quickly dropped this here because we we're talking about respect and age and all of this now. I started following one of my mentors and he's been in the real estate industry and wealth creation industry. He started in his 30s, now he's 60 plus years old. You might know who I'm talking about. And he said there is no such thing, all right, as overnight success. Is that GC? Are we talking about GC? GC, definitely. He said, they, GC, he, said yeah. he goes all the time to show my overnight success, the jet, the restaurants, the lifestyle. It's been over 40 years. And the moment I started following him, a lot of things changed in my life because a lot of entrepreneurs who are today's entrepreneurs don't understand sometimes you need time, sometimes you need longevity, sometimes you need to put in work. Imagine an entrepreneur starting work today and reading, all right? Be three hour real quick, and we're just starting as an entrepreneur. You already need a three hour real quick. The chances are, maybe you have your, if you're a crypto investor, you know, and you're, you're a trade guy, yeah, you can get overnight success can be tomorrow. But again, experience is going to hit you, and you're going to lose it, and then you're going to revert yourself. So it's quite important that, yes, your age is so important. And thank you so much for, for sharing your age openly with me. Now, for someone like you have been through all these things and today you have now, you know, you have a multi-million, you know, dollar business in, 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 the, in the Arab Emirates, you've impacted so many lives. You know, it's something I love about what you said is you said something in one of your episodes I was listening to about you cannot motivate someone who's not motivated. You know, and you also spoke about if someone is already uninspired, regardless of what you do, <laughs> he's uninspired, you know. And what, what's it going to do? For someone like you have been through that dark place in your life, you've had to negotiate your own life. You've had to negotiate reinventing the world, relocating to a different country. And now, a couple of years later, you've done even more you've done even more well and better than you actually did before. Your network right now is bigger than it was ever, you know, before now. What would you say, you know, was really the key lessons you learned in this journey one just one key you know one key things you learned during this time to transition it self-worth because people pay you the respect they'll give you the time or the money that you think you're worth mm. okay so if you look at your bank account today that's exactly how much you think you are worth in the marketplace does that make sense does so when you're down we, we had a conversation before the podcast started is that you want attention and sometimes you if you have 10 million 50 million 100 million you feel you've earned that attention right yes. but then the whole point is that when you don't have it okay you have to act as if you have to have your self-worth you have to talk with confidence and not desperation because nobody invests in somebody who's desperate nobody's interested in your history everybody's interested in how much value you're going to bring into their lives so yes. so work on your self-worth your experience your knowledge yes your heart your energy because money is energy yes. and the universe will pay you back what you think you're worth you know in today's world where entrepreneurs are quite very very intense thank you for thank you for, for responding to that very profound answer of mine didn't say anything, but anyway, let's move on. Well, there's some I'm going through that. It was very profound, I thought. There's definitely some I'm going with that. And that's why, you know, 
thank you so much for sharing that. You know, because he's talked about self-worth, right? So at the end of the day, the, the point is a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, who, because obviously at different level, you have the entrepreneur who is self-employed, you have the entrepreneur who is a entrepreneur, you have the entrepreneur who becomes a business owner, and most times people don't really understand that greatness and success begins from the within because you set here self-worth. Now imagine an entrepreneur who doesn't really understand the importance of actually identifying what is their self-worth and build from the within and focus on money. And obviously, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people are coming to mentors like yourself, like myself today, to teach them something. But they focus on the money. They focus on how can I make the next dollar. Rather than understanding that you have to be able to focus on your self-worth, build from the within, because empty out, empty in. Right? It's a, success is 85% mindset and motivation 10 percent habits habitual and five percent skill so you'll see somebody's cv means nothing to me if they're negative people somebody's cv and what qualification they got it means nothing to me if they're negative if they are they don't they don't see the future they don't have goals they don't have them set against the time scale if you have 85 percent motivation it's easy to teach somebody skills but they have to have the right habits. So for instance, I'll give you an example. Single moms are, are people that I hire because are they driven? Absolutely. Are they disciplined? Absolutely. Somebody who goes to the gym a lot, they're disciplined, they're motivated. As long as they're not injecting themselves with anything, you know, they're playing the right game, I hire. These are people who are disciplined, they show passion and they show consistency. These are key to being successful. What about people who are not literally aware of this? Because this is a very big topic. You know, I, I mm. speak to a lot of people every day and I've come to realize something. People, you know, in this space that where you and I know, we speak to a lot of people you know, on a daily basis. And something that I really find to be a massive word is there is this understanding of people not being aware of their self-worth. The importance of building from the within, the importance of being motivated, being inspired, you know, and just focusing on the results and the money and the, uh, you know, the the goals, the, the the private jets, you know, the the luxury and go back to reality where it's void and empty. Okay, I think I, I believe in abundance. Okay, by the way, as you're speaking, I'm writing notes so I can hopefully answer some of your questions. Yeah, um, I think. When it's very difficult to be motivated when you have no money. It's very difficult to be motivated when somebody's knocking on your doorstep saying, where's my rent? Very difficult. So what you have to do is you have to cut out the noise that reminds you that you have no money and you're a loser. Okay. And I was in that position. So what I did was I created little postcards and I put them all over the place to remind me where I had to go in life. Because I know that life is seasonal. You have spring summers winters yes autumns and i was just going through a winter of my life and i just knew if i consistently did the right thing spring and summer will come yes okay yes. so it just it just soon shall pass it's how you speak yourself dictates the quality of life you have i totally agree with this how you speak you speak you speak to us i mean what you speak to yourself how you see yourself you know, and it's where it matters. And yes, I totally also agree, you know, that sometimes, especially in the, in the world of being an entrepreneur, right? You know, money is a such a, a big, 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 big uh, tool that is required, right? Now, one thing that I, I don't know, I might be wrong on this, but this is what I actually believe. You know, for me, I always believe in creativity because creativity is what brings the money. Entrepreneurs have to have this great skill of being creative, you know, and as an entrepreneur, you have to learn to be able to market, you got to be able to sell, and you got to be able to communicate effectively, and as well as you must be able to sh identify what is the value proposition, what value can you give, and what value can you take. Well, most times I've seen people, especially at the beginning level, and especially people who have crossed the age of 45 and discovering, okay, I've been in this nine to five, you know, situation in my life. I've worked, I'm 45 years old now, and I'm trying to transition. 
and they find themselves in this bubble where you know they don't understand how to identify these different skills what message can you give to literally help this set of people and for those who have it how can you help them in order for them to be able to multiply it it's going to be a very long answer so um let's talk about first of all you and i can tell the future of somebody within the first 20 seconds of speaking with them mm. because they're either acting like victims or they are ready to take charge of their lives yeah yeah okay victims blame everything the government circumstances uh, a ukraine war you name it corona they they there were more billionaires made during corona than ever in the history of the planet right yeah so yeah. the rich get richer the poor get poorer the divide is getting growing and it's just it's our thought about money money is energy there's enough money for everybody to become rich the poor don't see it okay if also we discussed jobs if you're in a job for too long the damn situation is the whether it's the police force it's the army or it's the bank they condition your mindset that you can only get promoted if your boss dies or you've been there 10 years when you talk about creativity that's an entrepreneurial mentality if i go to an investor if i go to people to raise money if i go to people who join my board or join my company i have to be unique otherwise i'm just sounding like everybody else right and if i'm sounding like everybody else why should they invest in me when they can invest to everybody else why should it work for me when it can work for anybody else right so you're absolutely right you have to be creative to stand out in a very crowded marketplace and you have to be aware of your dialogue that you're not a victim of your boss, the, the, the company. Unfortunately, big organizations. I, I did a talk a few months back to Facebook and Facebook employees, quite high in individuals in, within Facebook. And they heard that within two weeks, they were going to get emails saying who's going to stay, and who's going to be fired. And I was thinking, you guys have ruled the roost. You've been king king kongs of the industry yeah. but now in a few weeks and you were quite arrogant but in a few weeks somebody and they're in dubai somebody in san francisco is going to decide whether you're going to be in this organization or not and you're going to be on your ass in four weeks and i was thinking i would never want to be in that predicament because i want to be in charge of my own destiny I don't somebody somebody else because the stock market in this in in, in uh, San Francisco dictates my family's future, so I could never become an employee. And guess what? They all got fired. Every one of them. Every one of them got fired. But hopefully, I inspired them enough because someone messaged me saying, "Your inspiration made me think it's not that bad. You know, there's other avenues I can discover new things outside Facebook. So be aware that the society." or organizations haven't conditioned you to just become a number. To be an entrepreneur, you have to stand out in a crowded marketplace, okay? Uh, except that there's no industry that is not saturated. If I got a dollar for people coming to me saying, well, I'm in a difficult industry because it's saturated. I'm thinking there's 8 billion people on the planet. You name me one industry that's not saturated. Just be more creative. So you're absolutely right. I think the reason people don't become, uh, there's two reasons why people don't become entrepreneurs. One, the, the risk factor is too great. It's the, too much uncertainty, okay, to becoming an entrepreneur. Because there are times you and I have slept in a car. There are times that we, we didn't have enough money to eat. True? 100%. So as an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to accept to a level a higher level of uncertainty at the same time they have too much certainty in a job they guaranteed salaries they guaranteed whether they do or do whatever they they can have four weeks holidays two weeks of sick leave this this they are guaranteed the moment you you become a uh, self-employed person or an entrepreneur you will lose all those guarantees so one is too risky and the other one is they lose that certainty and people stay in jobs and they die unhappy 
and that's the worst death you can ever have. Look back and you got frustrations and I wish I'd done that, I wish I'd done this. That's the worst death I wouldn't wish on anyone. You know, wow. I just love the answers here and because this is going to open some massive, massive, you know, question that I, I really want to clear of my chest. Entrepreneurs, you know, so I use myself as a case study and then probably, you know, deliver the question. Over the last three years, I raised 1.5 million through private investors finance. And when I first started this, there was a time where in 2020, just around lockdown time, my first raise was around 200,000 pounds. And I remember a lot of them happening. And I had all the red flags just pointing at me. And I, I found myself where there was a particular night I woke up just soaked in sweat. Because I was in a panic mood. Lockdown had just happened. My debt level was £200,000. How do I pay this money back? And that was the highest level of debt of people's money that was with me. Okay? <laughs> that trusted me. You know, to be part of my project. And the question was, how am I going to pay this? Because the whole world is coming to an end. It's COVID. It's lockdown. And I remember picking up myself for two, three days or a week later. I think either two, three days or a week later from the from that anxiety, from that panic. And something happened to me. And what happened to me was my mind told me, my own mind spoke to me and said, if you lost 150,000 pounds in 2015 and you're breathing today, 2020, what have you got to lose? If you lost 150,000 pounds and the, the difference you're losing now is 100, it's, it's 50,000 pounds. Okay. What have you got How to lose? How bad can it get? Yeah, exactly. And he says, you have only fallen to the bottom where your friends laughed at you for driving Uber, where people you knew mocked you for becoming a taxi driver. So what is the worst that can happen? And that changed my mindset and increased my level of creativity. And between that time and now, I basically quadrupled my lanes to over 1.5 million. And this is where creativity became the highest point. Yes, I have bought multiple properties in today. You know, when I first started, nobody knew my name. 2020, I just less than 1,000 followers on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Today, I have hundreds of thousands of them across media. And it's, what happened there was my level of risk, rather than being decompressed and, 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 and destroyed, my level of risk basically expanded and i came to the conclusion that in order to have a thriving business your appetite for risk must be nurtured into the greatest level of what success looks like to you whether it's emotional you know spiritual financially and otherwise physical physical body anything it could be um, family life, your spouse relationship. It could be f going to the gym, getting six, but anything, anything. The thing is, the reason a lot of people come to my courses, they pay two, three thousand pounds for a day's course. And guess what? 90, 95, 96 percent don't do anything. They come, they pay, they take notes, they don't do anything. You know why? Because they're not prepared to make sacrifices. To get something, you've got to make a sacrifice. To achieve something different, you've got to break your pattern. And those breaking patterns can often be painful. And most people are not prepared to sacrifice pain. They're not prepared to do anything. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. And it breaks my heart. That's it breaks my heart. Yeah. And, and it breaks my heart, my friend. I, it really does. Now, I'm going to put this forward to you. Because everything is perspective, right? Yes. I, 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 I don't like water. I don't like the sea. I get seasick. But then I had a big house on the water in Thailand. It was literally underwater. And my neighbors all had boats. That they got the boat, they got off the, get off, literally get off the boat and go into the garden, right? It was only five properties in the whole of Southeast Asia that are underwater. I had one of them. So I bought this boat. 
didn't want one uh, just just to put up with the Joneses, okay? So I bought it, it got delivered, and I was really, really happy. I got to my back garden, jump on the boat, turn around, and my next door neighbor's got a bigger boat. And suddenly I was sad again. Then I overlooked his boat, and the next door neighbor to him had a bigger boat than him. Okay? So when you have nothing, and you say you raised 200,000, 1.5 million, you think, whoa, amazing, right? What if I said, you come here tomorrow, and I teach you, and I introduce, not teach you, I introduce you to people who lend you $10 million each. They won't even talk to you unless they lend you $10 million minimum. Suddenly your perspective changes and you think, damn, I only did 1.5 when I could have done 25 or 150. Am I making sense? I'm like, come on. Yes, and I can. Daniel, if you come to me with a plan, within two days, I will introduce to investors who a million dollars is a is, is loose change. The difference is your peer group. Mm-hmm. My peer group. I believe life is like a game of poker. Okay, now the rules of the game are the same, but it depends what table you play on. Are you going to play in the high rollers table or are you going to play in the five dollar table? Because if you keep winning on the five dollar table, if I keep winning on the five dollar table, the most I'll win is two hundred dollars. But if I play on the high roller and the minimum bet is fifty thousand dollars, I could win a million. The rules are the same, it's just your mindset. Of having to deal with larger numbers i totally totally agree with that because um you know that actually very very easily sink into my next question because you spoke about surrounding yourself with multi-millionaires and billionaires now i want to know all right for 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 the audience as well and i'm sure this could be very very you know useful to them you spoke and I totally agree with what you said, and I say this all the time, the same level of energy it takes to make a million is the same level of energy it takes to make a billion. hundred, yeah, exactly. Actually, the first million is harder to make than your 10, 20, 30. Yes, totally agree. Trust me, to get to 1.5 million raise, it was so difficult. And once I got to 1.5 million, I said, okay, now I have to become intentional. And over the last few months, what I'm just working on is intentional. The same level it takes to have just a random person on a podcast. Same level it takes me to get you on this podcast. Do you know what I liked about you is your energy, your smile, your positivity, your message was amazing. When you mess, I get messages all the time. I'm not being arrogant or cocky, I swear. It's, just, it's the case. When you messaged me and it was the right time, right place, and I have a team that looks after my social media, but I, I looked at your message, whatever it is, and myself. And I went to your page and I was inspired. You know, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're, you're a being for good, man. You're doing amazing stuff. Thank you. And Appreciate your, energy, your energy shines. And I really mean that. At the same time, this is, if I'm telling you, you put a plan together, f- fly to Dubai, I'll sit you down with very successful people and you can easily make 10, 20 million, uh, raise 10, 20 million dollars. No problem. I love it. I love it. And I just can't wait. I'm actually going to be in Dubai, um, the, you know, before the end of the year, November to be very precise, I want to be in Dubai. I was in Dubai last year. And thank you so much for, and this is so, for those who of you are listening, all right, I just want you to see how easy it is to network, but you have to be intentional. And you have to, here's the thing. Yeah, Dave, sorry, sorry, Daniel, just to interrupt. It's not just networking. How many people approach me and all they talk about is what they want? I want to work for you because I want this, I want that, I want this. I'm saying, have I got charity tattooed on my forehead? Wow. Right? What they should, you should be ready to talk a millionaire's language and what you're going to bring on their table. Yeah, so you got to live the way they live life. you got to think the way they think and then you can only add value you can't go to a multi-billionaire or a millionaire and tell him what problems he's got and you got to fix it because the guy's got no problems 
okay? What you've got to think about is when I have the opportunity to cross paths with Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, and I've got that 30 seconds, what am I going to say to grab their attention? Yeah. And you've got to be ready. It's not just peer group because they'll know within, like I said, 20 seconds, if you've got a poor man, loser mentality or a rich person's mentality. 100%. I couldn't agree less. May I answer your question a little bit, if you don't mind? Live in a rich neighborhood. Don't hang around shitty neighborhoods. Get a tiny, share a room in a rich neighborhood. Because you go to the coffee shops with the rich, you sit down and drink with the rich, you listen to rich conversations. Don't hang around poor neighborhoods. You understand? Because the conversation is different. The conversation is different. And then you're used to not talking about stuff that you can't make any difference or change. Now, would you mind, would you mind if I bring religion into this conversation? Please. Okay. Not many people who are religious are rich people. Be it Muslims, Christians, okay? And what I believe, and it's all just my belief, and I, and I want to poke the fire a little bit here, okay? And lots of people that I listen to, whether they're Muslims or Christians, they pass the responsibility to God, right? So God willing, God, God's going to take care of me, and God, yeah, I'll pray every night. I believe the reason we are different to chimpanzees, okay, is because God gave us the gift to think and make choices. Yes. Okay? yes. So God takes care of us if we take action. Sitting at home, doing the same thing and praying every night is not going to get you wealthy. Right? So you got to follow your prayer with action. And then there's a reward for your actions. So it frustrates it. Again, doesn't matter what religion. I'm not talking about Christianity or Muslim. I see it in my own religion. I'm not religious, but I was born a Muslim. And I see everything is... Inshallah. Inshallah what? Turn up. Can you be here at 9 o'clock? Inshallah. Right? Why Inshallah? Unless you're dead, be here at 8.59. Take action. Make it happen. Human beings judge you by your actions and your performance and your word. That's everything. Don't pass the responsibility to, to, to the High Almighty. End of the day, He controls whether you live or die. True? 100%. But then he's given, the power of, he's given us the power of choice. Make the right decisions. I love that. 100%, I totally agree with you. And interestingly, a very, this is a very good topic, to be honest. And I would probably want to drill down a little bit. I recently uh, posted on my social, I think it was two, three days ago. And I said, I said, answered prayers is your ability to take consistent actions. Answered prayers is your ability to take consistent actions. Because a lot of us pray, and we believe in God. I'm a Christian, by the way. And we pray and we don't take action. We pray and investors stand there in front of you and I'm willing to, and I'm willing to learn to you. And we then say, Oh, the Bible tells me I will learn to many nations, I will borrow from none. No. The part you didn't understand is that sometimes you gotta borrow first before you can learn to others. You cannot give what you do not have. The camel through eye of a needle. Yes, because that person is chasing the money. But if you know, if you do the right actions consistently, you deliver value to many, the, 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 the response, the, the equation is, the results are that you will get wealthy. Yes. Don't chase the money. Chase your values. Yes. Take action. Yes. And the money will come. Interest. And like I said, if it's empty, all right, you can't pour from an empty cup. If a cup is empty, you can't pour from it. If you haven't got value to, if you haven't got value to give, you can navigate a conversation. It's simple thing as a conversation, and that was one of the reasons why when we were talking about what level of creativity do people need, and I spoke about marketing, I spoke about communication. People don't. Oh, even we understand. have to discuss communication. <laughs> exactly. People don't even understand how important it is to have. You know, people say, I'm introvert. I'm introvert, and so because I'm an introvert entrepreneur, then don't be an entrepreneur in the first place. Because to be an entrepreneur, you got to be able to learn one of the goodest skill, communicate, and deliver the message. Bro, do you know and what's the most common thing? I bet you, if I say this to you, you'll be like, "Yeah, you're right." What's the most common thing people say to you and I? I'm not a salesman. 
you know, I started, but I'm not a salesman. Every one of us are salespeople. We just don't like the word sales because we think of a secondhand car salesperson. But if you're an entrepreneur, you got to sell the vacancy in your organization. You got to sell your vision. You got to sell the business plan. You got to sell the product or services. You're constantly selling, man. Don't play around with words. You got to communicate your message, as you said, to add value in people's lives. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. Be aware of the limited conversations, limited setting conversations you're having with yourself. And if it doesn't serve you, don't say it. If it serves you, say it again. Just be aware. My granddad used to say there's a, I think it's religious, but I say there's a bad angel and a good angel. They're constantly talking to you, right? Yes. It's which angel you listen to. Be aware. Yes. Be aware of your internal dialogue. And this has more power than God has given us this to have more power than you could ever imagine. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That takes me to the next part of you know what I wanted to also check in as well with yourself because this is a very good podcast because I'm checking in, I'm asking questions, I'm getting questions from you, and this is so powerful on this particular episode because of so much value here of how people can apply some things that is taught to be common but people are not using it on a daily basis to scale. To even grow their business or even those who are the start phase of their of their businesses on the world of business podcast our audience span from people who are starters people who are the growth phase people who are in the scaling phase and i talked to every different audiences because i was able to start and i was able to grow now i'm in the scaling phase of my business i am you know talking scale and i'm also you know bringing scale information so other can learn from so that they can enhance their businesses and you share something here you said building a team you know that can build a business for you to a million pounds and building a team of people that can take your business to 10 million 100 million whatever those numbers are takes the same way of thought Absolutely. Just, the, just the size, just the size of your dream is bigger. I'll give you an example. For whatever reason, society. I left England, and I tell you why I left England. Um, because it's always raining, it's always grey. I lived in Manchester. I live in a valley, and I felt claustrophobic. Mm. Um, I paid forty-five percent tax, national insurance, VAT, and I felt like I worked twenty-five, twenty-seven days a month for the government but I had no faith in them okay yeah. so I felt I was locked yeah. when I came to Dubai you don't pay tax I'm a British citizen I don't pay taxes can you believe it yeah. I earn ten dollars I keep ten dollars yeah. sun shines every day it's flat land you can see for many miles ahead so I became a visionary geography and the society and and the timing was perfect for me okay so I think you got to be aware of your surroundings you have to be aware of the messages. You know, I remember, what do you do at night? You watch television. There's yeah. nothing else to do because it's always cold and rainy and you don't want to leave. You go to the gym, you watch television, right? I had no growth for 30 years because all I did was watch TV. And then just like the Roman times, you know what Roman times did, the Romans did to distract the people from uh, complaining or creating revolution? They got them addicted to gladiator games. They got them yeah. addicted to horse racing. So what I realized is that if we're not watching television, Coronation Street, EastEnders, we're talking about football. The masses are being controlled by a system whereby you're not allowed to shine. Your entrepreneurial fire is put out every single day right so you have to be aware and decide enough is enough now if somebody is smart like you who's very young and decides to make change by choice they can do amazing things but somebody like me circumstances made me change yeah are you with me yeah. shit happened in my life and i had to change right so clever people there's no excuse now when i was your age there was no internet right or it just come out 
you can have the peer group of the greatest minds in the world sitting on your couch listening to YouTube clips. There's nothing that you can't have these days. So what's somebody's excuse? Right? Because they're not listening to the inner dialogue. They're listening to the noise. Write your goals. Change your goals every six months. Change your peer group every six months. When I came to Dubai, I was charging, I think, $1,000 a month. Right? After about a year, I realized, or even six months, I realized those clients can't pay me $5,000 a month. So I sacked those clients. Sack your coaches if they get take you to the next level and they're not capable to take you to the next level, right? So keep changing. I can't guarantee anything apart from time passes and change happens. Time passes and change happens. That's a quote right there. That's a big quote right there. Time passes and time changes. I just wanted to quickly put Well, they say, you know, they say you, you pay taxes. I don't pay taxes, right? You die. I don't want to focus on that. So time passes and change happens. Welcome change, bring change, celebrate change. Now that leads me to a sentence you mentioned is that life we discussed is habitual, okay? Life is a journey. So from A to B, I decide to go on my M1, M6 route and then it comes to an end, okay? Then if you imagine you have a hop on, hop off bus, yes? Somewhere along the way, somebody hops on your bus to become your wife, your, your husband, they might hop off. They might be there to the end of your journey. Okay? There might be employees. There might be secretaries. And you might be business partners. Make sure you get the most amount of value out of that journey. Celebrate the journey, no matter how short or long it is. Unfortunately, most people want to celebrate the destination and not the journey. And as we're habitual, if we're stressed all the time, and we make it. I've got clients who are multi-millionaires that are depressed. Because they were depressed leading to becoming a multi-millionaire. You don't suddenly look in your account, you got 100 million, you're suddenly happy. When you practice being depressed for 30 years. You practice being stressed. You practice being angry. Yes? You practice being distrusting. When you get to your destination, you're not going to just turn to be happy and full of love. Because you become very, very good at those habits that don't serve you spiritually. When you say you started investing in 2019, 2022, do you know what? I was thinking about properties. I was thinking nobody's making money. I'm not going to enter that market. Yeah. You showing me that all that belief was BS because somebody like you has gone in those times and recent times because it was like the bubble's going to burst. You know, you've done well. Yeah. So I'm going to learn from you also. Yeah. 100%. Right? 100%. So I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, I'd love to spend a couple of hours you coaching me. I love that. I love that. And, and this is what this is all about, right? Value exchange, value proposition and growth, right? Because, yes, you're very right. In this same time, we're talking about, I was buying houses at £300,000 and taking them to almost a million pounds in valuation and getting most of my money out within literally a year and owning those houses completely for free. And I just and I just kept going. I just kept going. Yeah, I thought, I I thought that only happens in the 70s and 80s. I didn't realize it happens now. So it still happens we need to, to learn from you. It still happens here today. Still happens to today. Wow, 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 wow. Darius is been so, so powerful to have you on this podcast. We can go on and on and on and on. But I cannot leave you without asking this question. Today, you build a multi million dollar business in Dubai. You have a massive network of multi millionaires and billionaires in your circle. If there's one thing that you did that was different to get you from someone who left everything battling for your life and to now revamping yourself in less than a you know a very short time, you go to a different nation, a different country, and you now surrounded yourself with billionaires. Well, yeah, millionaires is usually with you now, but billionaires and who are doing some great things and also making you know having a greater network of people you are empowering. And who are growing their business to multi-million? What is the one thing that you did for yourself, and what is the one thing that you did for others? This is really important. A great question. Most people are love buyers. What that means, I'll give you an example. Have you ever 
gone through, uh, you're going through a door and you see somebody coming the other direction and you open the door for him and they walk through past you and they never say thank you. And then you go, you're welcome and you want to kill him. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Yeah, I've, see, I've seen that happen, but to me personally, no. You've seen it happen. Maybe not so much to you, but you've seen it happen. So what happens is, the, when you open the door, you're having a a transaction happening in your head that the other person's not aware of. What you're saying is, I'm going to open my door and I expect you to appreciate it, like me for opening your door and thank me. And I'll say, you're welcome. And then it goes. But half the time, the other person has no idea what your transaction in your mind is because you're not communicating it. So when they don't reciprocate, it pisses you off. Okay, whose fault is it? Your own. Because you didn't discuss the transaction prior to serving someone. So what I do now, and not everybody likes my methods, and I don't give a damn. Because my all my methods are value-based. Like yeah. speed, clear communication. Yeah. You know, all this stuff is my value. And not ev right, first thing is, not everybody fits your criteria. Yes, 100%. Be, be strong enough to walk yes, away. 100%. Walk away. One of the powers of business is to walk away from bad deals. Sometimes the deal can be so big it blinds you. Write your values down and never, ever move from those boundaries because you'll regret it. And Ow. if it always starts bad, it'll get worse. It'll get worse. So walk away. So that's the one thing. Walk away from bad deals. Stick to your values. And clearly communicate what your expectations are and i'll give you an example most businesses like ours are struggling cash flow because they don't get paid right i i decided when i came to dubai because i needed the money that i'm not going to give credit for my consultancy i charge minimum two thousand pounds two thousand dollars an hour okay my clients pay me a month early to get into the waiting list while all other consultants that I know, they're struggling getting paid after they've served someone. So be clear. I say, if you want me and we want to discuss going forward, pay me up front and I'll book you that spot. You know, I've got certainty because of my values. It's not, I'm not going to move. Yes. And when you move, the sharks in the marketplace see it. They notice your lack of strength and certainty. All that affects how successful you are. And practice everything. Practice everything. Because if you're a modern-day gladiator and you go into the ring without practicing your defense, offense, the tactics, you're going to get slaughtered. You're going to get slaughtered, right? So practice everything. Yeah. Practice everything be before you go into the arena. Thank you so much. I even love how you help a lot of people and how you help them, you know, recondition their mind, reposition themselves to learn. It's a simple act of practice. I really love that. And then, obviously, there's two questions in there. The second question was, for you, how did you transition to being a multi-million dollar business now? Yeah, I stopped working for my time. So what happens is you never get rich selling your time. So what you get the right teams in place, hopefully you got enough cash to give them space and time to learn your way and your values. And in time, the team can support you. So if you have a bunch of people who are motivated, honest, live with your values, uh, trustworthy, and they're 80% as good as you, okay, you'll do very well. Most entrepreneurs get frustrated because their staff can never be like them. That's a good thing. Because if they were like you, they'll start your own business, right? So just accept the fact that your staff will only be 80% as skilled as you're going to be, right? But have a bunch of them, inspire them, share the vision with them, guide them, and you will grow. Selling your time, you never get rich. Now, I have passive income, right? Uh, I, I, I make more money on holiday than I do when I'm here. Crazy, right? Because the rich live off their, their passive income. They don't sell their time. Okay, and that's something that I had to get used to. I had to put investments in place. I studied compound growth. I started with five years ago, honestly, with 20,000 pounds, right? 
And now I have a million a month coming in without even lifting a finger. And I just use the power of compound growth. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you so much, Mr. Darius, all the way from the United Arab Emirates. And I'm so super humbled to have you on the podcast. And I just cannot wait to be, you know, to be, you know, when I get to the Brighton, get to meet with you in person. And I, I, I do know as well that we're going to be doing our Instagram live. So, guys, make sure not just the podcast alone, the Instagram live is going to be there. And make sure you go and watch it when the also comes out because it's going to be a continuation of things that I wanted to cover here. But we couldn't really get into because this podcast was so good. It was so good. It was so genuine. We're so heartwarming. And I just want to say thank you uh, for joining me, uh, Mr. Dyer, all the way from Dubai. Thank you. <laughs>